0: About the things we love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Yes, we are. Um, I don't have anything
0: clever to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Monday. It's tough. It's uh we're coming off of the Grammys, which never gives us a great high. I mean, they're always a little dull, and maybe this year a oh little my more gosh. so. But. They um, were so
1: long and I was watching them in <laughs> Brooklyn and then had to come back to Queens. It was like Oh dear. It was a slog. I was like, I'm yeah. I'm you know, I'm all for one of these awards parties, but by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, This is a mistake. I should just watch <laughs> this in my bed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well you'll be doing it again in like two weeks for the Oscars, so
1: Oh yeah. And I'm going to a costume party for the Oscars. So
0: Ooh, what are you gonna dress as? Well, we're supposed to dress the up as
1: something from, like, one of the movies, mm, so...
0: Mm. Put on a cowboy hat, be Ford.
1: I'm going, yeah, as, I'm going as <laughs> uh, as the garbage, or the groceries strewn across Christian Bale's front lawn in Ford vs. <laughs> yeah. Ferrari. I'm just taping That'll some bread nice to myself. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, before we get started, um, I have a review to read for our podcast.
0: Oh,
1: Elena Rose said love, and then like that clapping emoji five stars. So entertaining. <laughs> Matt and Shelby have such a good dynamic. I love listening to them talk about all things pop culture. Thank you for leaving us a yes. review. If you have not left us one, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave it for us. It'll help more people find the show, which is exciting.
0: Yes. Clap hand emoji to that. I mean, <laughs> we love a good compliment. So <laughs> keep them coming.
1: And you can also follow us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And we have a Gmail account that's PS you Wrong at gmail.com. So mm-hmm. if you have questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, want to send us photos, you know, want to <laughs> send us your memoirs for us to read, you know, whatever, we're open to it. So Send stuff our way and follow us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some photos are, you know, less appreciated than others. But everyone knows that by (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I was thinking,
1: like, family photos or whatever, (laughs) you know? Or, like, you at the movies. I
0: don't... Right. (laughs) I did not
1: have a dirty mind, but (laughs) I guess we know who does.
0: Oh, that's the world we live in, you know?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm. Do you have a story for us to dive into?
0: Well, I mean, I, um, I I guess there's just been so much weird news stories that have been entertaining me all week long, but I feel like as a pop culture podcast, we'd be remiss not to mention like the sad, tragic news of Kobe Bryant's helicopter accident just last night, which is terrible, terrible um, tragedy, and my husband was really feeling it, especially as a Lakers fan, so.
1: Wait, your husband's a Lakers fan?
0: I know it's a thing. Is he from Los Angeles? Um, no, he he. I don't remember this story. You know, I'm not (laughs) really into the sports scene, but I think at some point when he was a kid, he was at like a jazz game and they were playing the Lakers. And I'm gonna butcher this, and he's gonna get mad at me. He wanted to be countercultural. Yeah, I think it was a little bit like, oh, I'm an edgy. Tween, so oh, going against mm. the grain, and uh, there he was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I was um, hanging out with a couple friends and opened up Instagram really quick and saw a picture of him that Brenda Song had posted. Like the sweet like of of Zach and Cody star. And I was like, why is she posting about Kobe Bryant? And then it sort and then I sort of had like the sickening feeling of like, why do random celebrities post about celebrities that they have no connection to? It's when they die. Mm So yeah. Yeah. Super sad. And also really sad that like it wasn't just him, but it was his daughter and a bunch of other people as well on the helicopter just moral of the story avoid helicopters at all costs <laughs> because i feel like accidents about those get reported way more often than like plane crashes and you know they're dangerous
0: yeah no it's i it's sad and it's uh i guess if that's the message you're taking from it like yeah that's a good life lesson to have <laughs> Well, because I was talking
1: to somebody today, and they were saying, like, when you're in a plane or in a car, if the plane or the car stops working, you're, like, fine. Because I mean, not fine, but, like, you can <laughs> land a plane without the engines running. You, The car can keep going, you know, if the engine turns off or whatever. But if uh... a helicopter's blades st- stop working, they're, you're crashing. There's no, like... <laughs> landing mechanism for it so for sure i thought that was a good point that i hadn't entertained as a flight but anyways that's such a sad story do you have something that is more entertaining well
0: yeah more bonkers i guess um tina Fey announced that she thought it would be a good (laughs) idea to make mean girls the (laughs) musical a movie so it feels like an snl skit it feels like something out of the onion But we're going to get a movie based on the musical based on the movie Mean Girls, which is the whole just can of worms there. I feel like Tina Fey, though, just knows that the world is like on fire. I feel like she's trolling us at this point. Like she just knows that this is just an opportunity people are going to roll with. She's like, oh, people went and saw The Lion King live action. Like, why don't I find something that I can capitalize on and just get these dummies into the theaters and make even more money Off of my biggest, I guess, moneymaker. So, congrats to her. I guess we're gonna we're gonna see the revenge party on the big screen.
1: My question though is, like, are people from the original? I mean, obviously, like the high schoolers can't reprise their role, but like, is Tina Fey going to be the teacher again in
0: this? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, does she sing? Like, I don't, I don't think she's really a musical person. Well, it's a musical, so I think they at least. I think she has have does. to be
1: able to do something,
0: well, I guess I saw she, that so the teacher long ago. plays the the teacher plays all the adults basically in the musical, so I guess they i don't but know they're if not the gonna do that for the song yeah for
1: the <laughs> movie interesting well, I mean Are you
0: excited I mean, um not
1: particularly <laughs> I saw the musical and it was fine. I mean, some of the music's good, but I have no like yeah. deep burning desire to see a movie version of it. There are other. Musicals, I feel like that would be in line before that for if we need a if we need to turn yeah. something into a movie real quick.
0: Well, it just seems like musical movies are very, very, very hard to get right, and I feel like they don't do well. Really, I'm trying to think of like recent ones because I feel like there's like. An ebb and flow, into when win Hollywood will make musicals. I guess there's La La Land, but that was I like think an the greatest
1: showman is like oh, yeah. the bar that everyone's <laughs> using right. as like this is what we're trying to do. That made so much money, that it's was crazy. So good. And I think Tina Fey coming out off a of Wine Country or whatever that movie was <laughs> that was just so terrible that I think she's like trying to redeem herself. That other movie that she made with Amy Poehler was really bad. Where they were, was it just called Sisters? That was like like, six
0: years ago.
1: Right, but what else has she done recently that was good? (laughs) Can you list one thing Tina Fey has done well in the last five
0: years? Kimmy Schmidt, and I think that at least the early seasons were well received. Yes, but I don't think she
1: was good on it. Okay, (laughs) okay. I mean, if that's the bar we're setting, I think Mean Girls, the musical, the series could, you know, top it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, just coming to Disney Plus after the Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. It'll be mm-hmm. Mean Girls, the musical, the movie, the series, the event, slash, the spinoff.
1: <laughs> Live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another sort of wacky news story. Have you been following Julianne Huff's new weird, like, culty <laughs> wellness line?
0: Oh, it's just, it's tangentially embarrassing because she comes from my church and anything she does i'm just like what are you doing this so <laughs> wait, like
1: you have connections to her
0: oh no, no you no, guys no, went no. to the I same church mean, no i just mean she's a member of the general she grew up oh. in the lds church so not like church in the big capital c sense not in like my congregation but, how old is
1: she she's like a good bit older than you
0: I don't even know if she's that much older. I feel old. I mean, I guess she must be mid 30s now. Um, but she yeah, has no. It's be. so it's bonkers. I I see like news about her and it just seems to get more and more extreme. So, <laughs> please do tell.
1: So, Julianne Hough from Dancing with the Stars launched this new like <laughs> wellness kind of brand. It's sort of like a soul cycle Zumba like cl- like uh kind of hippy dippy dance class that she's got going on. It's called Kinergy, which is a weird title, but it Kinergy, it's like <laughs> there's a like the e is missing from the middle of that. There's like too many consonants in a row, so it's spelled weird. But anyways, Oprah is doing this 2020 Vision Tour where she's like going around with weight watchers and I don't know, you know like hyping people up. Having special guests on, whatever, doing interviews, doing what Oprah does. And Julianne Huff is along for the ride on this. And this video was recorded of Julianne giving this like weird spoken word poem <laughs> thing a couple weeks ago. And it sort of became a meme on Twitter. There's like mm. sort of like inspirational tribal music playing behind her. There's like shots of people in the desert and stuff on these big Jumbotron screens while she goes back and forth. Across the stage, like shouting this poem that's about like your body and your energy and like finding what you belong and whatever. So that was weird enough. But I think yesterday this video came out online of her doing what is called energy treatment. So she's like laying down on a... Like a massage table, sort of. There's this man behind her who's sort of like giving a lecture on what energy treatment is, and he's like randomly touching her, and she's (laughs) sort of like writhing around and moaning and like waving her arms, and and he's like, "She look, like she's letting the energy like do what it needs to in her body. Like this isn't something you would normally feel comfortable doing, but she does. But then there's this awkward moment in the video where he takes his hand and he like puts it on her head and then he like runs it down her back and over her butt like to between her legs like like her <laughs> crotch area and he sort of like makes a weird motion and then she sort of like writhes around and moans some and it's just so weirdly erotic and creepy <laughs> and strange and I watched the video like six times to try to figure out what was happening and I think she's just lost her mind like this is so hippie mumbo jumbo. Dumbo. It's like goop to a sixtieth level. It's just I don't know. I don't even know what's happening. It's so bizarre. I thought it was, featured but very on entertaining. Goop. Is
0: that not where it came from? Like I thought it was from that goop um, series, but maybe I just conflated the two in my Is mind. Is that where it's from?
1: <laughs> I thought it was from her. I I guess I just assumed I that it know. was from the like this yeah, tour her, that she's like, been weird on?
0: churchy thing. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. But... No. It's
0: bonkers, and it's sort of uh. It's very orgasmic? I don't know what she's
1: doing. It's very sexual.
0: But he, like, exercises something out of her butt cheeks. Like, it's very weird. And I don't know what they're selling because I watch that and it's not like I want to experience it, you know? Like, it doesn't seem pleasant. Well, you just need to release
1: it, (laughs) Shelby. Just make some just... Let the energy out right now. Just make yeah. some noises, you know, in your apartment that just need to be let out. But show the yeah. show our listeners what is important to you. Yeah, okay, I'm sure it'll
0: be. I'm sure it'll come to a, a New York City outpost soon, so you can hop on by and cleanse yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: I feel like it could. I think it could do better in Houston. It feels a little <laughs> bit more um uh, like mega churchy,
0: pseudo yeah y Yeah, maybe. Yes. I, uh, you know bless her heart like i don't know what's happening there but to each their own um my favorite news story this week though it just brought me so much joy <laughs> oh halsey she has an album out and pitchfork gave it a bad review as they're known to do they don't really they don't really hold it back and they tend to be pretty hard on women they're reviewing um but pitchfork wrote a snarky review about her new album and <laughs> Halsey tweeted, "Can the basement they run Pitchfork out of just collapse already?" Which is just sort of a catty tweet. But what's funny is that Pitchfork headquarters are located in One World Trade, <laughs> and so <laughs> all these clickbaity news um, sites started posting these articles like Halsey calls for a another nine eleven, and like. <laughs> And like it, Twitter goes alight with jokes galore about how she's she made a nine eleven joke without really meaning to, because you could tell oh like there was gosh. no intention. Like, yeah, no, luck she
1: did not know where the they world. were located yet. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so then she immediately deleted it, and she was like, "Guys, I'm so sorry. I absolutely did not know that. I was just trying to make a joke, intended zero harm." But there were just so many delightful clickbait clickbait articles about how Halsey apologizes after calling for the collapse of One World Trade Center. (laughs) And it's just, oh, it just made me chuckle. I just loved it so much. I'm sure Halsey will never go after um, cruel reviews again. And I'm sure Pitchfork just... uh, laughed and laughed too i would hope because oh my god it's just too good it's just too like the stars all just aligned in the in the perfect way just not only because she wasn't like oh i wish this basement their basement would catch on fire she literally said like i hope it'll just collapse already
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, that's what you get for coming after the reviewers i mean
0: it's almost as good as the lord and the bathtub and the i will always love you gaff that's just i just love when celebrities think they're being clever and then it turns out to just be a horrific pr nightmare yep you know they're just like us yeah
1: (laughs) speaking of bad pr nightmares connected to celebrities um another story involving oprah Mm. Uh, have you been following the american (laughs) dirt saga that's going on right now great
0: pleasure yes (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: So for those of you who know, and I'm sure everyone does, Oprah has a book club where I think now it's only like a couple times a year. She picks a book. They, you know, they put her sticker on it. It sells a million copies. Her and the author like sit down, have a chat. Now I think it's sponsored by like Apple TV Plus. Mm -hmm. So I think they have a little segment on there. It's very big in the publishing industry, especially because Oprah is really the one person who can like sell a substantial amount of books. So if your book gets picked for her book club, it's a huge deal. So she comes out and announces, I think last week, that the book that she picked for this month is American Dirt by Janine Cummings, Mm -hmm. which... I did not really know very much about, but immediately all of this backlash started coming out because it's written by this woman who up until recently claimed that she was white. Mm -hmm. The book is about a Mexican mother and son who are on a journey to cross the U S border after a cartel murders, the rest of their family. She has the author has a Puerto Rican grandmother. And so now she's completely, like claiming that she's Hispanic so that she can like write this book, even though there's really not much overlap there. And I think that she like suspected that this would happen because she wrote in the book itself, like in the afterwards, she says, I wish that someone slightly browner than me would write this book but that like nobody else would. So she felt that she had this obligation that she had to write it
0: bridge. Yes.
1: Which is, there's so much discussion in the publishing world (laughs) about like who can write which story. I mean, it's fiction. So like, obviously if it's fiction, you're not writing your own story, but like, like how far afield can you go? You know, like what is stereotype? What is well-researched, you know, all of these kinds of questions. But needless to say that without much digging, this book (laughs) was problematic. Oprah's team apparently, though, did no research on this because (sighs) she posted this Instagram video about how great the book is how like moved she was by it how enlightened she was problematic fave uh, or not fave Gina Rodriguez yeah. <laughs> was posting about how I she loves know. the book <laughs> and then and so then you know all of this came out and that forced Oprah to have to like rethink so then she released this new video that was like I'm still really excited to discuss this but we're gonna talk about it from all angles she's like <laughs> spinning it as like now the reason why I picked this is because I want to discuss like who can write what like own voices you know like what stereotype what isn't so congratulations to Oprah for trying to spin this but it's sort of a hot mess they can't the publishing company canceled a bunch of signings that were supposed to happen because they were worried about getting protests oh. the, a weird like blip in this story for me is that the film rights were bought for it and the screenwriter who's trying to make the movie is the person who wrote the screenplay for Blood Diamond, which is like another notoriously like ugh, yeah. problematic movie. And then the company that's going to make it is the company that made... um. Uh, Clint Eastwood's The Mule so it's just like everybody who you could possibly imagine that could be problematic is somehow attached to this project and it's just been like a dumpster fire on Twitter.
0: Yeah, no it's been a delight to kind of it's just been kind of shocking to see how problematic it is because like it's not just like the oh she didn't even mention she had a Puerto Rican grandma until recently or like she did she deserve to write it it's sort of just the white saviory way she describes why she wanted to write it like she's like i wanted to give a voice to the voiceless and like show people that this like sea of brown faces isn't so far from ours like it's just very like patronizing like casually racist or just admitting that white people need a white person to tell them to care about people who don't look like them and it's just like it is a lot and she had like a book um, party, like the cover, I guess, features some um, barbed wire because, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Mexico. Why not? And <laughs> so at the book party for her seven figure book deal, they like decorated the table with like barbed wire covered flowers. So, and she like posts about this, like, OMG, so cute. What great attention to detail. And then it came out recently that a lot of her stories are stolen or taken from other latino books and she got away with it because she thanks them in her afterward. like she lists these books that inspired her and she's like i spent so much time in mexico to get a feel of the land and like to see these people and it really she only went for like i think a couple weeks maybe once some of the towns she write about don't even exist so it's like it's clearly just like what was she thinking and what was the publishing world thinking to think oh yeah this is the story the face the person we're gonna put behind this seven figure deal get her on the new york times list get her in front of oprah and it's just been like it's been a huge disaster (laughs) well the thing that
1: i i mean like if the writing is good from From, I haven't read the book, but from like people's reviews of it, it seems like the book itself is compelling. Like, if you didn't know the situation that it's coming out of. Mm -hmm. But my bigger concern is that just like this is a problem that has happened with multiple (laughs) books over the past few years, but nobody seemed prepared for (laughs) it or aware that this was a possibility that it could happen, which is the shocking part because. (laughs) Like, despite the fact that they drummed up one Puerto Rican, like, grandmother, I don't <laughs> think that that, like, you know, is quite a not, like, I don't oh, know yeah. if people thought like, oh, okay, well, that's got our bases yeah, covered Yeah, she talks or not, about like, but...
0: oh, my husband was undocumented, which brings to mind oh, yes. ideas of, you know, South America, Mexico. No, he's from Ireland. Like, you can't <laughs> yeah. conflate the two experiences. Like, yes, that's hard, but like... White immigrants get the proposal made about them. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like the same story as undocumented Mexicans who are fearing for their lives in this country. So it's just little things like that that they should have known. This is not going to end well for anyone, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, Oprah is just over there like, okay, just like, let let us get through this. Like, let us get through this. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to spin it as best uh, she could.
0: It's great, great stuff.
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, we're talking about the Grammys on our Thursday episode, so, I don't, so we can save all of that for then. Mm-hmm. Is there any other thing you want to discuss, or shall we get into Love It or Hate It?
0: Let's get into the Love It or Hate It. It's a hard month to do Love It because it's January and there's nothing good in theaters, and um, everyone's struggling for things to enjoy unless you're invited to Sundance, which unfortunately neither of us were. So,
1: uh, yet. Next year, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I have to love it and I wanted to share it because, you know, talking about American Dirt, um, I know you have mentioned novels on here that make you seem well read. So I figured it was my chance (laughs) to prove that I, too, read books. Um, And I recently finished a book called The Overstory by Richard Powers. And this won the Pulitzer Prize in Fiction for 2019 and it's sort of a weird book to describe. It's basically about the lives of a handful of people and how they all become enveloped in this sort of journey of activism and resistance. And it all revolves around the lives of these trees um, and just the the power of these trees in their lives, their personal lives, and then how that motivates them into this tangled web of activism. and. Of course, it's very on brand for me, but I loved it. I haven't read any of his other stuff. He's written a lot. I don't usually tend to enjoy a lot of the highbrow fiction, but this one really, it just feels so enjoyable to read. And I like the layers of the people that he features and their different stories and then watching them come together in sort of a you know, climactic moment. I I just like those stories where you, you're like, how are the, all these pieces going to fit together? And then seeing all that come together is always so good. So this is definitely one that I absolutely loved. I would, can't recommend it enough. I think every human being on the planet should read it. Um, and hopefully if people start it and feel a little overwhelmed, they just have to stick with it. Because like, especially if you're not used to reading maybe the the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning novels, (laughs) Uh, it can sometimes feel like a little bit like, what is he doing? Like he's spending a lot of time talking about the life of this tree, but I really, really loved it. I thought it was a very beautiful read.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's great. The publishing world was abuzz with it. I have a copy that's like sitting on my bookshelf right now. It is on my list. So this like your endorsement bumps it up a little bit. Um, Oh,
0: really? Wow, what a compliment. I mean,
1: yeah, (laughs) I'm a little bit nervous for the whole section where like the trees are trapped underwater and there's like these (laughs) monsters trying to get to them. But otherwise, I think the book sounds good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen. He's just joking. So.
1: I don't know. Does it or doesn't yeah. it? You'll have to read to find out. Um, well, okay. I'm glad that you had a love it because I have a hate it. Oh, I've okay. been catching up on all of these like random one-off Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, there are some stinkers in the water. <laughs> so this past weekend, I did the stupid choice of watching back to back to back to back like these four, not like in a row, but like right. I watched breakthrough the christian movie about the guy <laughs> about the kid who falls through the ice yes. harriet the harriet yes. tubman movie <laughs> missing yes. link the animated movie about the uh yeti and uh-huh. maleficent Two, mistress of evil the sequel to the original angelina jolie maleficent movie <laughs> and let me tell you All of them are bad. And (laughs) you can skip all four unless you are a completist and, like, need to watch all these Oscar nominees. Okay, but rank the four. Oh, my gosh. That is – that's tough because, like (laughs) – Maleficent was I think Maleficent was number one because it was like (laughs) bad but it was so wild that I was at least entertained Harriet and Missing Link were like the most bland boring predictable (laughs) things that have ever crossed you know if I had to rank these like if I had to rank them like is what's the best made or whatever it'd probably be Missing Link Harriet maleficent breakthrough but if i had to rank these on like should would mm-hmm. you enjoy them slash mm-hmm. did would i watch them again i think i would say maleficent breakthrough <laughs> missing Link <What? ring>, harriet
0: <laughs> oh my gosh what that is a plot twist breakthrough did you cry be honest be honest i did not
1: but i got goosebumps <laughs> like three different times in the movie so <laughs> and it was so ludicrous at certain points like like not the story cuz it's based on a true story but like the um uh, like the acting and like the dialogue oh, that some of these yeah. characters have oh, is just so wild <laughs> but yeah like th- th- there's a point where like the like the boy is in a coma and the they're like you know struggling or whatever they're like having a prayer vigil in the <laughs> hospital and then like the mom turns around and like looks out the window and like the whole town is there and they all have candles and they're oh. all like singing together. They're all like singing inspirational. And I was moved, you know, <laughs> like I, like I, I was feeling it. I was, I didn't mean to, but I was. So but and Harriet I did Tubman, not feel...
0: you can take it or leave it. <laughs>
1: well, the thing with Harriet is that like, Cynthia Arrivo is good in it, but it's basically watching the same movie five times in a row. Because, you know, she's a slave and escapes oh and goes north. Did Have you seen it?
0: No, it's on my list. But but then I'm, she, just, I'm but hesitant because you live texted me watching it. So I know some of your hot takes. And I just, I don't know if we need those to be on air is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Now, I can't even remember what L. I. texted you, (laughs) but she just keeps like she keeps going back. You know, there's like only so many like trips that you can watch. Yes. Like like, sort of like musical (laughs) montages with people like hiding in a, you know, under some hay bales and stuff. (laughs) Um, I will say this. Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, is (laughs) as like the world's worst like slave master ever. He picks the worst roles for movies like i don't he doesn't seem like a bad person and he also doesn't look like someone who you'd like you know there's some character actors who just kind of look mean so like they're always kind of cast as the bad guy (laughs) he doesn't strike me as that type of person i don't understand how he hasn't been cast in like a weird (laughs) like nicholas sparksy type movie but instead he's just always terrible
0: humans yeah yeah he is it's a it's always an exciting time when a new joe alwyn movie is announced what dirtbag is he playing now i mean he's done the rapist he's done
1: the nazi the
0: nazi the slave owner i think his next one is a wife beater so you know he's just working Mm -hmm. through some internalized (laughs) toxic masculinity or something
1: and then taylor can't promote any of those movies because it's (laughs) like uh
0: yeah doesn't want her her brand associated so he did do the mm-hmm. favorite where he was just sort of a schmuck so i guess that's okay <laughs> i mean
1: yeah that's the closest to a good guy he's gotten where he's just kind of like a dumb douche
0: <laughs> oh but no to harriet huh didn't work for you well two of those have the best songs, so which one do you think is better
1: they're both just over the credits breakthrough and yeah. Harriet. Both it's like just a credit song. I guess it's the Cynthia Revo song and and Harriet is better. Oh. Um, but I thought that like one of them would maybe play the song. Like I mean, there's enough like weird montagey parts in Harriet. They could have easily fed that song <laughs> in there someplace, and yet they did not.
0: Moment missed.
1: Yeah, sure. Watch it if you want to, but <laughs> um, also feel free to skip
0: it. Okay, duly noted. I think most people did skip it, but I'm happy you got to uh, check them off your list. And uh, we'll get to talk about the Grammys, which might leave you just as uh, equally miserable and disappointed. So that is coming up on Thursday. Um, but until then, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at P.S. You're Wrong. And we've been getting some fun questions for our ma- our mailbag episode, so be sure to send in some more any random questions hot takes you need explanations for whatever burning questions you have about us about the show about our thoughts you can send them to us at psurong at gmail.com yeah
1: and leave us a review okay see you guys on thursday bye